2: Could I just get the rest of this podcast to take away, please? Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast with me, Ed Gamble. My name is James Acaster. There he is. Good to see you. Nice to see you, mate.
3: Ed, who we got coming in the restaurant today?
2: Oh, straight in, are we?
3: Well, I was, I was wondering who we got coming. I
2: kind of think we're at the stage where we don't even need to explain that this is a dream restaurant. We we're going to ask tell them... them that
3: We get the guests to pick their favourite ever start, a main course dessert, side dish and drink. We don't need to tell them that.
2: No need. Uh, today, know. also, we have an actual... Food professional chef. <gasps> Me? Not you, James. Oh. You're there anyway. You're a given. Okay. Uh, we have the wonderful Marcus Samuelson in the restaurant. Yeah. He is head chef uh, of Red Rooster in Harlem, and they have recently opened a Red Rooster in Shoreditch. It's very exciting. Very exciting. He's got such an interesting culinary history uh, from where he was born, in Ethiopia, brought up in Sweden, moved to America. But we're going to cover all of that in the podcast. He's a really really interesting guy.
3: However, Ed, Mm. I know he's a professional chef, but I have no qualms kicking him out if he mentions the secret ingredient.
2: And what is the secret ingredient this week, James? Chia seeds. Chia
3: seeds. They're weird. They're weird, and they puff up in your mouth and get stuck in between your teeth later on.
2: If you eat them like that, they get stuck in your teeth, but sometimes they put them in, like, pudding or something, Mm -hmm. and they go all like frog spawn. That is unacceptable as far as I'm concerned.
3: Uh, In any of its forms, I don't like them. I don't think they're necessary. I know they're meant to be a superfood or something, but it's not worth it. There are other superfoods in the world that are a lot nicer.
2: You may as well eat dirt.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's it's like it's like a rubbish superhero. Yeah. in the super in, in in the MCU, it's like yes. the uh, the Falcon. It, exactly, it's like the it's the Falcon. It's the Falcon of the superfoods.
2: Falcon's pretty good, man. Yeah, he's
3: quite good now. Actually. Hawkeye. Yeah, it's the Hawkeye. Cheer yeah, seeds
2: are the Hawkeye of the foods. It's the
3: Hawkeye of the superfoods. Yeah, all the other superfoods are there, absolutely nailing it, and Cheer Seeds are the little Hawkeye. So
2: if Marcus Samuelson says Cheer Seeds, he's out on his ear quick shout out actually uh we've been sent some we've been sent some foods uh we've been sent some coffee i'm a coffee boy i love that from independent coffee box sent us a lovely box of of coffee beans i don't currently own a grinder Mm. uh, and what a lot of people would do if they received a a bag of coffee beans they'd be like i can't use these i'll give them someone with a coffee grinder me always looking for an opportunity to buy a new gadget yeah i'm buying a bean grinder
3: good on you. I won't be using them. I, I gave up caffeine a few years ago. And uh, If you tell the I,
2: story one okay. more time, you. you are going to get chucked out of the restaurant. Up to you. You're cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the off-menu of Marcus Samuelsson. Welcome, Marcus, to Off Menu, and indeed, welcome to the Dream Restaurant.
0: Thank you very much. Super happy to be here. <laughs>
3: Welcome, Marcus, Uh to the Dream Restaurant. Good to see you. (laughs)
0: Was that the drum roll?
3: Uh, It was me coming out of my lamp. But you are right, I do have a drum kit this time. (laughs) For the first time, I've decided to uh, bring drums into the equation. I I thought thought you'd appreciate
0: it. You know what I do appreciate? That you guys, you went very mushy on me. I see tablecloth here. I see desserts and snacks over here. Yeah, Yeah. and this is genuine.
2: This is genuine as well. Sometimes when people come into the dream restaurant, they like to imagine what they can see in front of them. But our producer, the Great Benito, has genuinely laid out white tablecloths for Marcus's arrival. Which has never happened before. It genuinely never happened. And
3: there's yes. grapes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You've got grapes and tablecloths. We're surprised there's not, like, proper multi candles, like, all over the, the tables. This is very good, Benito.
0: I do appreciate the foreign linen and everything. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. very nice. Do you
3: consider employing the Great Benito to furnish one of your restaurants with hey, the decor? A-
0: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the ironing here, but it's, like, it's nice. Yeah, nice. yeah.
3: It's, 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 it's homely, I think. Yeah, It's very nice, fancy but homely, bit of a mix of the two. I don't normally like a white tablecloth in a restaurant. I'm sure. going to put that
2: out there. Sure. It feels too fancy for me. Ah.
0: Tablecloth, can I just bring it up today? Tablecloths are gone. There's very few restaurants. Are they over? They're over. <laughs> yeah. They're Benito, over. you've embarrassed us in front of <laughs> <this>. Marcus. <laughs> oh, correct. I didn't mean to go back there. Tablecloths are over, man. basically gone. They're basically <laughs> gone. But I appreciate, I see the nod, I see you.
3: Someone told me once, I don't know if this is true, that there was a law, so that... If you have tablecloths, you have to have a toilet in a in a place of so in a restaurant or a cafe or anything. If there's tablecloths, there has to be a toilet. If Does, you don't, if you don't have tablecloths. You don't have to have a toilet.
0: I, you know, I don't know about that, yeah. but I do know that people think about restaurant. They throw this term out, right? But they actually don't know what the word restaurant means. It means to restore a community, right? Right. And then you have all these different levels of restaurant that you know you might not think about, like restaurants, proper restaurant. Then you have a brasserie there is more big bar, and uh, certain selections of beer. Then you have bistro, which is that corner. Then, obviously, you have a a pub, right? So when people say, I went to a restaurant last night, as a chef, I'm almost like, what type of restaurant? Mm -hmm. Because, essentially, McDonald's is a restaurant, too, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a term that people say so quickly, but they don't really think about about it and of course as a chef you just nerd down in this in this stuff and um
3: so the restore community thing is that yeah. like what the word literally translates yes, as? is absolutely. it i never yeah. knew that yeah. i didn't know that to either restore.
0: and you th- i mean i try to think about that literally when in terms of in in harlem where my restaurant is and I, I i moved to harlem in new york i lived in midtown moved to harlem and i try to commit to hiring everything locally Mm-hmm. Buying as much local as, And that, you eventually, when you create jobs within the community, right? So we have music six nights a week or, or comedy even mm-hmm. as well. So, like, we employ 70 musicians. You know, that's not a lot of restaurants that does that. <laughs> wow. But it has, you know, because there's a lot of bands and all that stuff. So it does impact, you know, the... The guy who washes the window, the guy who the person delivers the strawberries. We try to do as much as we can in the community. So we just go back to that word.
3: Because a lot of your places, when you read about a lot of your restaurants, yeah. all of them uh, in the, the short descriptions of them always mention uh, the in terms of the food, yeah. where that where they are, yeah. and like what what uh, cultures you're pulling from and stuff like that. And that seems yeah. to be the most important thing. Is like like yeah, like summing up the community in your food.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I've had. Um, I cooked. I spent a lot of time to cook for the 1% of the 1%. Right. And it was like chasing this thing, like, I have to go to the three-star Michelin, I have to work in this place. And after you're doing that for a long time, you know, my mom was always in my head, it's like, why do you only trust bankers? You didn't grow up with bankers. You grew up with, like, Ava, who worked at the post office, yeah. <laughs> or, or teachers yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, well, I have to. And she, the other thing she always said, make something affordable, make something so we can go to it. Like, on an everyday basis, yeah, you yeah. know? So, I was like, mom, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, like, I'm about to do this, mother, <laughs> And then after 9-11, actually, when I lived in living in New York, you just, like, I just rejiggered my whole life. It was such a, you know, like, what the hell is going on, right? Mm-hmm. It was, like, crazy. So, it actually was a starting point for me to move from Midtown to Harlem, rethink the whole value proposition, and eight years later, I opened Red Rooster, with a whole other, you know, more of the way my mom actually said the restaurant mm. should be. And she came, and she just passed away a year ago, but but she did see the whole thing and, and I really, it changed my life, you know, really changed my life.
3: When you made that change, was it, was it, were you feel, did you feel like you were taking a risk or?
0: I, I think I needed, you know, I I needed to do it as a, as a creative, you have to transform yourself, right? If you're not transforming yourself at some point, You're phoning it in, and I, I at that point, I became an executive chef really young. I reached all the stars, and I felt like, you know what? I need to go in a different direction, not knowing what that different direction was, right? So, So I think that it really prolonged my curiosity and love for cooking even longer, you know? It's a weird way, like, I just had to do it, you know, transform it. That's
3: probably how the great Benito felt today when he decided to put the tablecloths out. Put the tablecloths <laughs> <Exactly>. out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly what he went through today. He you knew he would, had you were, to progress creatively. You knew it was, a big, it was a big risk that you were taking today. <laughs> and you thought, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put the tablecloths out. It's just paying off. You... Marcus noticed it as soon as he walked in.
0: Comedians very often, before you go out and do your biggest stuff, you do this, you're testing your material, yeah, right? Yeah, mm, for sure. Well, we yeah. do the same as Chef. We do yeah. tons of pop-ups before, right? Or we cook for our friends, right? Yeah. And... You know, one way I like that because you want to be prepped, but another way I don't like it because there's a little, little bit level of that. You know that there's an adrenaline rush that you want in cooking, mm. right? And, and you want you want anticipation. You don't want you don't want it, everything to be perfection. There's another mm-hmm. perfection. It's more alive you know, it's a more alive gig than it is a super produced gig. You know, what right? I mean? Yeah. So finding that balance between this beautiful chaos that a great restaurant really is. When it when it's hitting on all cylinder versus this perfection where you don't know where to put the knife and the fork, you know what I mean. It's creating that.
2: But I think I think there's kind of there's parallels there because I think quite a lot of comedians would say they come up with their best stuff not when they're sitting down trying to think of it, but when they're on stage doing a big gig and it's a good audience. Like Mm. that's when those things start firing. Yeah. And if it's yeah, it must be a similar thing if you're sort of rushing around in a really busy service.
0: Yeah. No, I I think about a lot of the food. I think about. Right before I fall asleep, and I take notes, or when I I flesh them out when I travel more, right? Mm-hmm. Because you actually have to say, if I fly back to New York tomorrow, then I can actually, you know, sit and relook that idea. What is that idea? Like it's a note I want to hit, and um, I also think a lot of food from from Africa because there is a. You know, so much of the food that we eat today came from Africa, but the authorship of that has been taken away. So, like, you think about, oh, this is really good French coffee. Yeah. Like, where in France is the coffee bean?
1: <laughs> or this Belgian
0: chocolate is fantastic. <laughs> like, where in Brussels is the cocoa bean, right? <laughs> so, the authorship of Africa and aspirations always ripped out, right? Right, yeah. So, it would be like, imagine, like, Nigeria would own Microsoft and Google tomorrow. Do you know, that's a, that's an absurd idea, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But that's the same thing yeah, if you're yeah, in Ghana yeah, yeah. and you're, you're farming cocoa beans. Do you know what I mean? So I think a lot about that as, like, how do I reframe that and introduce original food from Africa in a way that, you know, a London audience can eat it and yeah. get with it without it becoming headed? Because once you come to the restaurant, you just want to have fun and be with your friends. Mm-hmm. It's Your our, your job as a guest It's gone by then, right? Yeah, just yeah, entertain yeah. you and, you know. But it's good then to.
3: It's still nice when you're. I went to a place yesterday uh, in Brixton Village. Yeah. uh, And I'd read about it online and it said. All of the ingredients that they use are bought in the village, uh, yeah. about or from the different fishmongers or sure. stuff like that. So I was thinking about that all the way through the meal, and nice. it was really nice and engaging yeah. And at the end, when I was nice. paying the bill, I said, "Hey, I've heard you know it's all from the village," here and they went, "No." It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. We got you in. We got you in. Completely different experience. And yeah. all I've been thinking about was, "Wow, this was like just they bought it from oh right across God. the road from that local fishmonger." Chef
0: no, no. kill that service. it like, <laughs> really been working <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I'm told or 21 is like no it's not no, 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 no. <laughs> I
3: don't know where you wrecked that that's, that's absolutely bullshit so you're like <laughs> oh, thanks guys love
1: it
2: so here at the dream uh, restaurant nothing it doesn't have to be local of course
3: well, because would, the genie the genie it, can get it from wherever you want it's the restaurant want. of the world so everywhere's local yeah so wherever you want can uh, I tell
0: you, can I tell you a couple of stories about that sure yeah. That's right. so when I was like in my mid 20s whatever I I worked I went to the, then considered the best restaurant by far in the world. It's called um, El Bulli, and it's on the coast of Barcelona. And Fran Adria is our Messi Maradona. Mm -hmm. He's like the god of this, right? And he's like the brilliant genius, right? And I'm like, I have my Spanish friend there. He's translating. And I've arrived. I'm talking to the master, right? And he's like, are you from New York? I said, yes. Um... Marcus, um, do you know Robert De Niro? I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> uh, but he's like, "But you're from New York." I was like, "I am." And now I'm getting nervous because yeah, like yeah. I don't really know how to answer. It's like, "I don't know Robert De Niro. I like you. I want to be here." And then it's like, "So do you know Madonna?" I was like, no, 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 there's two. But I don't, see so it's like, you don't live in New York? And I'm like, chef, I live in New York. I'm like, I live in New York, but I don't know Madonna, and I don't know Robert De Niro. And then it's like, well, then it's like, no, don't pay no attention. Then it comes back a little bit later. If I'm going to open in New York, and my translator's like going back and forth. yeah. I want Robert De Niro and Madonna's <laughs> servers. Can you make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and i fuck it, I just want to leave. This yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was supposed to be my biggest day and I had to get for him and he's asking me about De Niro and Madonna.
1: <laughs> like, so that
0: was the dream restaurant for me but he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and oh. then, like t- 15 years later, we I did take him out when he came to New York and we had dinner together. Yeah. I was like, don't bring up this for De Niro and Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that was my God, Ferran, that was my God. Well,
3: since we read the dream. Restaurant now, would you like to have your dinner with De Niro and McDonald's? <laughs> I, I can sort that out for you. I
0: could tell you, I could, I, you know, Robert De Niro comes to the restaurant now. Oh, I like uh, so, I yeah. te- I've told him this story. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs. Uh, and he, he loves coming to Red Rooster Harlem because it's, we, we, we set it up so he can, you know, he can just hang out. He yeah. doesn't have to worry about stuff.
3: Oh, that's great! You did, did did you immediately contact? Uh, <laughs> <So> <laughs> you know, how about this? Yeah. How about this? Yeah. you like this? <laughs> I know, doing right now. So uh, we start the meal as always uh, with the choice of still or sparkling water.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go for a still. Just say, very simple.
3: We, we we always go for still, or do you ever change it up depending on where you are, what the meal is?
0: F- fizz is nice sometimes. I like I like sparkling, but there's some like I think I would go still. Yeah. yeah, every now and then, if I need to wake up, like, sparkling is a little bit better.
3: Oh, so that yeah. maybe, do you, yeah. would you start it in the morning? Would you start the day with some sparkling water?
0: No, it's, it's morning and <laughs> afternoon when I get tired. And... We have a
3: big debate over yeah. this. James thinks that sparkling water uh,
2: wakes the mouth up and cleans his teeth. <laughs> yeah. He does that. <laughs> Sometimes... he, think, he thinks that if the bubbles clean scum off the oh teeth. God, Sometimes I wake up
3: and I have a scummy mouth <laughs> and it's horrible. And yes. if I'm in a hotel, there's often a bottle of still and a bottle of sparkling yes. on the bedside. You're uh, standing
0: and, in fancy, posh places. I don't, yeah. I, don't stay, I don't stay in places <laughs> like that. Me and Marcus, narrow, me and Marcus very... get
2: up in the morning and brush our teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I've never linked it to brushing yeah. the teeth. I think they're brilliant,
3: actually. I do brush my teeth afterwards, i like to point that out. Yeah. But it's just a good first thing on the mouth, some, yeah. some sparkling water straight away all over the scum. And I've likened this <laughs> to it before, but every time on dishwasher adverts, I show the little tablet go in and, cl- and all the bubbles go in the, and clean all the grime off. All the dishes. That's what you think about. That's what. It, that's what I think about every time I put the fizzy water in my mouth. Yeah. That all the bubbles are going in between all my teeth. I don't know how scummy your mouth is in the morning. I don't know what you're doing at night. Oh, it's absolutely scummy. I feel th- I <laughs> I'm sleepwalking and sleep eating because like it is, it is absolute scum fest in there when I wake up. I like it. I like
0: that. It, this is a. I've never thought about it from that point of view. but That's really smart. Is this, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It is smart. You, I you, never thought you'd be called smart. <laughs> yeah. Bad luck. You,
3: you try to checkmate me there, but I'm not. I'm now a genius.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so unlucky
2: ice in the still water or just straight up straight up
0: straight up oh, yeah. yeah no ice no citrus no citrus a citrus would be nice i don't like the ice um it's just like it gets cubey and it gets like on your teeth like it's it's a texture thing like no
2: you don't crunch you don't like to crunch the ice mm-mm, mm-mm. what about crushed ice
0: crushed ice in a cocktail is great yeah you know? and you get that first second sip i mean so much about I mean, again, as a chef, you overthink about the shit, and I'm sorry to be. No, so no, that's, that's, that's what we want. That's think what about, we like. So much of what we can we can all taste the same thing, right? Sweet, hot, spicy, umami, sour, bitter. Right? We all have. We can all taste that. But how we taste it comes down to really aesthetic, right? If something doesn't look right, piece of bread, fish, you know, and then the aroma, and then texture, mm-hmm. and texture is part of like cocktail right like you, you have a glass of water you have a cocktail you have a big ice cube 10 minutes later that cocktail still has the same flavor if you have bad ice cube it's all watery mm, right mm-hmm. so you can that for that's really how chefs go through their sauces what type of texture do you want what type of mouth if you eat a dish like let's say sushi right it's for me it's all texture mm-hmm. you know good fish it's really a fish dish with a little bit of rice, right? But if that rice, perfect sushi, should, the rice should be warm, it should be small, and the fish should be the perfect balance between rice and fish. And it's a texture dish. If you eat too much rice, it just becomes chewing gum, mm. right? So texture is such a big part mm. of how to enjoy and eat a dish.
3: Yeah, well, I, I, with, with the ice and cocktails thing, absolutely, because, like, I, I had a Bloody Mary... that. I'm on, the, I'm on tour at the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, at the moment I'm just trying to find uh, where to get the best, best Bloody Mary nice. one on tour, so you always have to choose a food or drink thing yeah. to kind of make the theme. And uh, uh, most Bloody Marys I've had have been good, mm-hmm. but this one the other day had crushed ice in it, and it was a revelation, nice. mm. it was so much better than all the ice cubes I've been having everywhere else, because it was just like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know what it was at the time, but now yeah. you said about the texture thing, it texture, yeah. makes me think that maybe it was that.
0: Are you a Bloody Mary guy?s with garnish? Do you like the stuff that they... Because now, of yeah. course, the trendy cocktail bars are all oh, you like. They put everything sure. from jalapeno or shrimp, all of that stuff. Yeah. Do you like that or you don't like that?
3: Well, the best one I've had so far was with olives in it and olive brine in it as nice. well. Nice. And get- that was the best one I've had. Nice. And I had mm-hmm. thyme in it uh, too. I like, yeah. had, had the most amount of stuff like, I've had in like... Uh, so you're most for your money, right. you get yeah, stuff yeah, with it. Yeah, there's a lot it. in there, <laughs> but like it was a well, good flavour. That's, yeah. and that's I like the thing about spicy.
2: ice cubes, quite yeah. often... I'm drinking a cocktail with ice cubes in it. I'm thinking you've just put these ice cubes in mm-hmm. so there's less booze in it. I love, yeah. That's a paranoid it's, one. It's it's just. <laughs> I <like, laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> I love that. I, I had a phenomenal <laughs> cocktail a couple of nights ago uh, at a place called Incognito in, yeah. in in near Carnaby Street and it was a nori old fashioned. So oh, nice. they used like the seaweed in mm-hmm. the in the old fashioned. It was incredible. But it had three mm-hmm. ice cubes in it and it was in a little tiny glass and I thought Take those ice cubes out. We could get another sip out of this. Yep. Oh, my God. I do do feel feel like that sometimes.
0: Like, this is... so here's like a masterpiece right yeah. they thought about salt they thought yeah. about umami. they thought about all this and he's like hey can you put top it off a little bit <laughs> 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 I love it I, I am represent- really a-, a
2: representation of a difficult customer Marcus <laughs> I'm <love that. laughs> <laughs> poor guy like,
0: he's got ever since oh my god one <laughs> of you... the, the biggest stingers
3: in the world yeah. yeah. go on
0: mate pour it go yeah. on mate <laughs> come on let's pop
3: those ice cubes oh. out and put a little bit more of the cocktail <laughs> in please oh. pop it on bread so <laughs> pop it up or bread, Marcus? <laughs> Pop-noms or bread?
0: Pop-noms or bread? Bread. 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 Definitely. Yeah? Bread.
3: Always bread?
0: Yeah. I, I like, mean, I
3: guess there's never an option uh, really for pop I, or bread, I but you I would always... I
0: love, like, the whole idea of breaking bread, and bread tells you also so much of where you are, right? Yeah. Like, mm. like I am I was born in Ethiopia, and our bread there is also a staple, so, like, injera bread, we eat, we eat where our hands. Mm. So I love it and, so And that's sh- yes. dipping that, so I'm bread.
3: That is... That bread is so, so, so good. We've had good. some good Ethiopian nice. meals yeah. together. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, 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 I love a, that. A, yes, again, going so back to Brixton Village, there's a yeah. place... Uh, there and like they get the injera yeah they get the, the oh, uh, injera yeah, yeah. bread uh, ordered in mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's just so nice. the first the f- time I had it it was oh, just like, blew yeah. my
2: mind I've never had any texture again yeah, yeah. never had anything that texture and the, the little sour note on yeah. it and you're right it's part of the ritual of like yeah. of ripping it and dipping it so,
0: so that bread is it's probably the oldest bread in the world right because it was started thousands of years ago and it's a fermentation so it's teff that grows only in Ethiopia actually um so you take the teff and then you put water into it and then it ferments for two days. And then once you have that, you can continue with it, right? And then you cook it like a pancake, like a, like a crepe, basically. But you only cook it on one side. That's why it gets so bubbly and oh, nice. the, the fermentation. And, but you don't, if you flip it on both sides, then it gets crispy and it's just not, then you can't mm-hmm. break it. Yeah. So that is like the key to that. And it comes down to fully breaking bread, right? And it's one of those distinct things that if you've had Ethiopian food, You know that that's what you've had it with, right? It's almost like eating a couscous from Morocco or something like that. You know you've had Moroccan food, you know? Yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a, as soon as you have it, it's a revelation. You want to find out where other Ethiopian restaurants are near you. Because, like, you know, I think the first time I had it was in, I was in Amsterdam with my friend. Mm Took me to this place, and then I, when I got home, I was just looking for places. Where I could happen? I love again. that.
0: Like, like it was really you. You telling me that you really went to Amsterdam for the Ethiopian. <laughs> <laughs> we all know why you went to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Just nice. <laughs> nice one. Good work <laughs> there. Good. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> After Ethiopian, I take it. Take it. Nice. Nice.
3: Is that the kind of bread you would like for this meal? Yeah. Absolutely. All right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So we come to your starter now. Yeah, this is the where the, the big guns start. Can we talk um,
0: about location first? Or you, if you want, yeah, oh one hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah, I I want to be in the Ethiopian savanna. I want to be where there's red clay, and I want yeah. my restaurant is outdoor. Yeah, because we all, I mean, at least me, when when I'm so happy when we eat out that, outside, whether it's picnic or outdoor, like. American barbecue, whatever it is, it's just like nice to sit outside, yeah. you know. So we would be, I would, it would be a big party, big block party mm-hmm. outside, and um, then gingerbread would come out, and then we have, you know, that's some good, good. Um, maybe bourbon or some good liquor. You know Yeah. What I mean? Just to get it going because everybody don't know each other, you know? <laughs> Are you having <laughs> straight with, with the yep, bourbon? Yep. Yeah.
3: Are you having things with the enjoyer bed as well so you can yes. it up a bit? There's it. a
0: bunch of dip sauces, there's a little bit of chickpea puree, some lentils. Yeah. Uh, but then also, just to create a conversation there, there would be some herring because I grew up in herring. I grew oh, yeah. up in Sweden and just to watch the faces of people like you know Ethiopians eating like fermented Swedish herring <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <be> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant it's like you know it's really like when you have kimchi the first time right yeah. like it's like so weird and strange yeah. that's what that Swedish herring would be Yeah. you know so, so, so
3: you were born in Ethiopia when did you move to
0: Sweden? Uh, when I was a kid uh, three years um, my, my my sister and I we had tuberculosis and um, we were adopted to a Swedish family and then I, so I really grew up in Sweden mm-hmm. and grew up right outside Gothenburg a little island and um a fishing village where my father was he became a geologist but he was really a fishing like he grew up as a fishing boy and that's his dna that was his dna right so yeah. going between these two worlds between like the fishing village versus the city that was been my life basically back and forth
3: I I saw I saw a film recently uh set in Sweden and uh they tried to make someone eat a herring whole and and it, it looked quite Yeah, quite I'm not disgusting.
2: sure uh, the film Midsommar is uh <laughs> is
3: comparable to what Sweden's actually like, James. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it's a good representation that, I mean, that, they, they they have meals outdoors in that film?
0: They do have <laughs> they meals outdoors. Have you seen
3: have you seen I'm Midsommar? I'm not,
0: but I, I I will go and check it out. I yeah. mean,
3: yeah, I don't it's not I would outdoors? not say it's
0: representational
3: of what Sweden <laughs> It so far, offers. what Marx has described, yeah. <laughs> they are outdoors and eating herring. I'm not sure if you're drinking... It's not in Ethiopia. It's, it's a good mm, film. It's a good film, but, but I don't the, think you the, should the, view it... The herring it- bit you yeah. know, is, is very... Because what, what it's like a horror film, basically. Yeah. Um, and when they try and feed someone the herring, whole, uh, it is quite, it's quite horrible to watch because it's during this moment where... You know, yeah. everything's quite uncomfortable for her. She's not sure she wants to be there. And then they try and force feed her a herring hole down her throat while she's sitting there. And she's a bit drugged up as well. That and is... So that's, that's When you said that you'd had some herring beforehand, yeah. that's all I could think of. And it makes me... This is the scariest meal yeah. we've had so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the, it is interesting with herring and fish and bones and all that stuff. Mm. So, for example, if you've ever had uh, Nigerian food, you know, the fufu, like the... the basically the mashed potato, right? Like mm. the fufu people eat. And it's also called swallow, right? Mm. So you, you take a piece of fufu, like think, imagine like mashed potatoes, right? Yeah. But it's done with, can be done with plantains, it can be done with uh, cassava, whatever, right? And then they pour a stew on top of it, which has fish and, and bones in mm. it and okra and all that stuff. And you're, so you just dip that and you swallow, you just swallow it in one bite. And the very first time you do that, like it's all bones, and it's all oh. that stuff. And you're not supposed to kind of like, if you are like, you know, going like this thing, it's a lot of bones and stuff like that. You're like, dude, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. So the very first time I did that, I was like, yeah. so I, I can relate yeah. to the bitch. I was yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were listening to Filakuti. I was deep in Lagos and I I wanted to be the cool guy. So I was like, I, I, I'm going to do this. But I bunch of fish bones in my throat. It did not work out well for me.
3: And do you get better at eating that over time? I I did not.
0: Like, it's one of those things like you're there... This is what everyone is doing, mm. and you're clearly the odd one out. Right. You know what yeah. I mean. And you just have to accept it. That <laughs> end of the day, I'm a Swedish kid. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh,
3: so, already before we've even started your meal, you've uh, established like you know it's a uh, you got Ethiopian bread yes. and, and Swedish uh, fish. Going yeah. on uh, Is your starter like uh, also following this pattern of places you've lived in, grown up in?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would go with. Um, I will start with something very like. Ceviche like like a Peruvian fish, just clean and like but just delicious with citrus and and just so people can just eat. There is something about what people eat fish like people are always curious. Can I eat this raw? That's a question. Yes you can. You know what I mean? Like people drink a Coca Cola with all kinds of shit in it. Never question like is this good for me? But there's fresh fish from the ocean. Like, can I eat this raw? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You're eating stuff out of a tube or jams or like you know. So anyways I will do that. That that's a good one. And um, yeah, we're outside and uh, people will still pick quite up quite a their, light, yeah. fresh yes. start to the meal. Yes, yeah. light, light, light. And then, our, yeah, we'll definitely have uh, you know Swedish aquavit, so vodka with some you know toasted caraway seeds and maybe some um, uh, citrus and cucumber in it. You know, so you get that the cucumber makes it go down really, really nice. So, and
2: we've already had some bourbon, so
3: people yes. are really getting to know yes. each other now. People, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. They're, they're a bit <laughs> yeah. buzzy now by this yeah. point. <laughs> getting a bit buzzy. And but it's, it's all important. mixed in with the ceviche or the butter Yes, and yes. The,
0: oh, I great. mean, like you want that's clean and light, you Yeah, know? And yeah, that would be fun. Is there a
3: place in particular you've had, like, just like this fresh fish that's been, the st- sticks in your mind, as being the best or the first time you had it?
0: I would say, I mean... Uh, the way fish was treated when I worked in Japan, it's something I always think about how. Uh, that is the moment where I always think about how can I replicate that? The the, the cutting of the fish, the, the treatment of everything, how they hang it, everything. Mm. Uh, but then I want very little on it. I'm like, salt, lemon juice, leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, just keep it so clean. And that is probably today we consider maybe more Peruvian, but like for me I love crudo or ceviches or I grew up with grav cured salmon. But just less is more, you know, really good fish.
3: Yeah. Is that I think that's a bit of a... I, I, as soon as you start eating more food or paying attention to what you like. Yeah. Uh that that's when you start realizing that yeah, the best stuff is the less stuff on it the better it is. But I used to always on the menu, I'd look for what's got when yeah, I see go for what's got the most amount of stuff on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, Actually, yeah. The simple one is probably.
0: No, but I I, I think it's all um, ingredient based too, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have an pu- incredible piece of fish, you don't want a lot on it. You want a texture that is might be a little bit creamy. So maybe you put a little bit of avocado underneath and one piece of salted cucumber, and that height—that's the whole dish, right? Mm. So it's a, its really mm. stay stay out of it, right? Like treat that fish and and then just a little support
2: but then on the on the opposite end of the scale if you've got a if you've got a fish which is like full of bones and all of that then you want to put it in a stew where there's like it's yeah. part of another flavour yeah, and so then make you can a really curry.
0: choke it choke, choke it down. exactly <laughs> We're back to the Swedish midsummer yeah, yeah, or yeah. me in Legos <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no and and at least in Legos I looked the part right I had the pants Sure. Uh, sure. I had my filacuti on yeah. I knew exactly how to do it but then when it came to swallow I was like just oh, get adopted is this is Swedish <laughs> <laughs> and you get thrown out so yeah yeah that's well,
2: a good it's a good starter because you've gone a lot like too often, I make that mm-hmm. mistake of yeah. going into a restaurant and just going all guns blazing from the starter. No, nice. the time every time I go to have you been to the Hawksmoor before? It's like a s- steak restaurant. Yeah. it's a little chain of steak yeah. restaurants in London. Uh, I think there's some in Manchester as well, um, but they've got the best the best starter I've ever had, which is uh, it's pork it's pork belly mm-hmm. essentially, but it's pork belly ribs, and they come out the nice. two of them for a starter with the nicest sauce on them. Mm-hmm. And every time I get that, I eat that, and I think, well that's my meal done now. I'm going yeah. To, you know, so much delicious fat in it. But I'm like, I'm full. And I've just ordered a tomahawk steak. <laughs> it was an absolute <laughs> you, disaster.
0: You know, <laughs> oh, I love it. You are it's so predictable. I love it. <laughs> you are that guy. guy. Where is that guy? He's here. I love it.
2: I'm like, I'm full. I'm full already. Take that ice out of my cocktail. <laughs> can I,
0: can I, can I tell you like at this dinner party though, yeah. Um, I would invite uh, Arsene Wenger. Okay. <laughs> I'm so an I'm Arsenal fan, huge Arsenal fan. I'm so miserable right now, yeah. right? Because Arsenal is doing so bad. Right. And we don't even have an approach coming up to the season, right? Yeah. And you, every day is depressing because if you go on your, your sports and it's like every day you see Manchester City buying a new player or Liverpool buying a new player or even United is getting the act together and Tottenham is now better than Arsenal, (laughs) right? Out of all places. (laughs) And I was like, I can't. I was like, I couldn't escape this shit. It annoys me so much. So I was like, oh, screw it. And I don't want to fold in and just become a Manchester City fan. You can't do that. You
3: can't can't, can't can't do that. that.
2: You can't do that. We don't know that much about football, but we know you can't do it. We know you can't do it. Even me and Ed, no, you
3: can't do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know who knew that or whatever. Like, right? you just can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think I got when I was gone? I came back to my restaurant. What do you think I got from my guys? A brand new Manchester <laughs> City shirt with my name on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so now I guess it is like, like yeah, yeah, yep, yep,
3: yep, yep. no. They'll be able to tell though. it be oh, like, people like God. when you're eating that hair, that, that oh, the, all the fish God. bones down your throat. Yeah. You, oh, the Man City fans will be able it, to tell that they? you're an Arsenal fan yeah. Yeah. if you, go, but, if you it, try and style that out. but it's
0: a little bit like restaurants it's the same thing like anything like everyone wanted to get Arsene Wenger out they got him out and now they just wish he would come back yeah. because like yeah. and it's the same with with restaurant or concert, whatever you go to it's like oh, it was always better back then no it wasn't
3: Yeah, you know, so, you know? so if if Arsenal Wenger's at this uh, big outdoor meal that you've got going on what are you talking to him about? are you going to try and convince him to
0: come back? <laughs> <laughs> I... I'd just be like, what happened, man? Yeah. I was like supporting <laughs> for 20 years, yeah. and it's just like you have no idea how it is to be an Arsenal fan. You're almost always there, <laughs> yeah. but it's like you're swimming and, and you, you just can't quite get to the end yeah, yeah. and you've been in the pool for a long time now you just want to get to the finish line I love again.
2: the idea of you inviting Arsene Wenger to yeah. Ethiopia yeah. to come for a dinner party yeah. so excited sitting outside beautiful surroundings and it's just you with a bottle of bourbon going <laughs> what happened man <laughs> what
0: happened <laughs> and your friends like calm down will like, well, you see he'll give you honest answers <laughs> yeah,
3: it, it, yes. it's the start I mean he's already had like his body weight in booze so yeah, 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 yeah. you're going to get some pretty honest answers I I
0: would invite that he, he would definitely be sure. Definitely, definitely. Sure, maybe. Uh, He'd bring his
3: own sandwiches as well.
0: Listen, he could just. Come- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: Um, so we come to your main course. Yes. Um, now, now what I like so far is that your starter. So yeah. a lot of people would be like, "Oh, I had this great thing somewhere else," or someone, someone be like, "Oh, here's my vague favorite dish." Yeah. Because you're a chef, you basically created your, you, you've made your own starter
0: there. Yeah. So yeah. is that
3: what we're doing with the main course as no, well? No, with I mean? the
0: main course there's there's two stations. There is a barbecue station mm-hmm. where we just. Roasting and it's, it, you've been cooking it for all all day, and that yes. as a chef you enjoy that. You're setting up. There's a smoke in the fire. You have your bourbon and your <laughs> your aquavit, yes. and so and with that, it's tons of ve- vegetables that we just roast and grill. And then the other part of it is actually a very traditional Ethiopian thing, where where you eat raw meat. You basically I remember when my wife and I got married and we 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 had a party in Ethiopia, and all these like Westerns, like Swedes and Americans came, and you basically have a butcher station mm. where he just butchers the meat in front of you because most of the food in Ethiopia is vegetarian food. So you only basically eat meat at big occasions. Yeah. So to see these like New Yorkers coming with their plate and these butchers carving raw meat, and it's not like a tartar where it's like actually finely chopped. It's actually mm. a cube of raw beef, right? What? And it's such an obscure... It's such a different way yeah, of eating. totally. And there you are dipping like a good, you know, like cube of raw beef, and you're dipping it into a little bit of berbere, this spice plant, right? Mm. And Ethiopians loves it because it's like, oh, we don't have meat that often, and this right. is like a big deal. But then I would love to see Arsene and <laughs> Rooney dip, and, you know, uh, it would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. And
3: yeah. is, is it a dish that, like, do you like the taste of it? Is it... It's- something that you would it, look forward to?
0: So I like the other, ver- the, the chopped version of that is called kitfo, and it's a, like a beef tatar. Yeah. I love that version because you can swallow it, They're back to swallow mm-hmm. it, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can swallow yeah. it a little bit different. The very first time I had the big cubes, I was yeah. like, what do I do with it?" And everybody else was just like eating this big, rich, chewing on this big. Yeah. It's difficult, but it, that's also what's great with traveling, right? Yeah. Sh- sh- it's so foreign to you. Yeah, right. and you're really somewhere else, you know, and that w- that would be cool.
3: So you've gone for like opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, something that would take a long time. Yeah, yes, something that's yes, just yes. straight away. Yes. You know, and I gotta like...
0: get the pork belly for my man, so that's, <laughs> <it>. that's <laughs> all about. You, <laughs> you, know, go. Man, yeah.
2: you get you get tweeted a bit. Mm-hmm. I can come along. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? What? So you say you're roasting vegetables and yeah. stuff on there. What? What sort of vegetables are you going for? I would
0: probably go for like let's say corn. Um, a little bit of cabbage like big things you know mm-hmm. what I mean like you just like gets a little texture to it and and it's just lovely like sweet corn but with some you know cabbage so you just glaze a little bit and put a little bit maybe of honey on it or something like that nice nice
3: so we always uh, talk to, me and Ed watch a, a TV show called, on Netflix called Barbecue Pitmasters. yeah <laughs> where uh, people just uh, you know, com- competitive barbecue basically and uh, it's a lot about who's the best at barbecuing. Um, if you're like, because you know, this is your dream meal, I don't want you working, I don't want you having to, having to do it yourself.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that.
3: Of all the people in the world, all the pit masters you've met, all the people who do barbecue, who mm. is it that you want managing that barbecue station? That's my
0: man Rodney Scott, he's yeah, he's the best barbecue guy in the world. Um, Tell us a bit about him. Is that no, that? Rodney, is, Rodney is amazing. He his father actually started in Livingstone in South Carolina, he's a mop guy, and you know, they smoke it all throughout the whole night. Now he moved to Charleston, but Rodney is amazing. He is, every, every barbecue guy knows, like, Rodney is the guy, you know. He's what the, is it controller. about his barbecue? I is mean, so good. Um, it takes a long time. Uh, he does it with pork, you know, in South, Car- in South Carolina, which has better fat content than, than beef. Uh, I would say my two favorite barbecues in the States is um, uh, LA Barbecue in, in Austin, Texas, Mm-hmm. Done by these incredible women. And then um um and Rodney in South Carolina. Right. And I gotta give the upper hand to my man Rodney. Like Rodney cooks with me, he comes to Harlem and cooks with me, we put him outside, he has his bar bottle of bar. and the whole community comes up and he's just there carving and we give away for, it's it's just everything. You just oh, listen amazing. to great music and yeah. it's his night and you just step aside and I'm like, wow, this is special, this oh. is cool. Yeah. And is night.
3: it is it and so you're uh uh, your meal he's doing some pork and oh, there's yeah. some beef there's some raw beef
0: yeah exactly but he would not have to do anything with the raw beef that would no. be like I would like like a real authentic Ethiopian butcher yeah, yeah. quite don't know if he's gonna stab you <laughs> water. Yeah. but it's like you know it's it's, it's, it's brilliant you know i I'd probably have um, someone like uh, I wanted Mark Pierre White there too Right, like yeah, the yeah. old, the, the, the young Marc Piero, you know, right. like when I was coming up as a chef, right? There was, there was no, forget finding, I mean, it's before internet, right? So it's like there's no connectivity. Mm-hmm. You have the French chefs, right? And Paul Bocuse and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And all of a sudden you started to read about this guy from London. Like he had long hair, he, he, he smoked. I was like, fuck. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> and then one day my sisters actually gave me this book called White Heat mm. with a picture with him, long hair, cigarette. I was like, this kid is just like ten years older than me. Yeah. And for a black kid, it's like he's not French and he got long hair. Yeah. That was my level of diversity. Like if right. he can fucking yeah. do it, yeah. because he wasn't French, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, <just> <laughs> and, <laughs> and he had well, long he hair. And it was yeah. a true eye-opener for me, like Oh fuck it! If he, uh, sorry, I'm cursing. I'm sorry. No, 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 no that's that's right. weird, So it? if he can do that, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I. That was a big eye opener for me. It was like it's really been three, four people in the world that really for me opened, you know, the door for and changed everything for me. Sure. I
2: remember uh, hearing Marco Pierre White being interviewed once, and it, it blew my mind because we were talking about like steak and yeah. uh, dishes like that, yeah. and then and he said, I never, if I'm doing steak on a menu, I never offer the diner the choice of how it should be cooked i'm the expert i tell you how it's gonna be but <laughs> <laughs> like, that is brilliant yeah what, what a bad boy yeah
0: <laughs> no i love and i um i mean that book for me made me even more you know there's, there's charlie trotter he passed away as american chef he changed the american food scene also uh Mark Pierre White, there's this lady, she just passed away, Leah Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, she just died, 95 years, 96 years old. Um, mm-hmm. She just died like three, two months ago uh, in New Orleans. Like, she set up a restaurant in the 40s and it's, it's still open. And um, she set up the restaurant in a time where black and white people couldn't eat together. So for the first 15 years of having the restaurant open, she broke the law every day because she invited everybody. Wow. All the musicians came, Frank Sinatra, Miles Davis, everybody. And I mean, she really took risks to stay open Mm. all the things that we take for granted or like you know what i mean like she sat you know like she she was arrested all the civil rights movements was planned in her basement so like people so leah has always been somebody that completely changed for me like i went there i knew her i cooked with her and uh charlie trotter again it was this idea of you don't have to be french like you know i was coming up that everyone was french right Mm and I was like how do I how does a, how does like a black Swede fit into this mix right <laughs> and looking at mark piero and looking at uh charlie trotter um that was like wow this is this you can actually do it and i remember i saved up enough money to go to i think it was called mirabelle at the time mark piero's white high end restaurant here you know and i'd like borrow like a jacket and you know i'd like waiter's pants on and all this stuff And I went there, and it was horrible. (laughs) And it was like, it was all the money I had, right? (laughs) And, like, you know, they looked at, who's this guy? Clearly, I couldn't afford wine. I was like, forget Mm. that. I was like, I'm here for the food. And it wasn't horrible. It was just like, you know, the kid that served me, right, he— he poured something on top of me right away, right? <laughs> and you could tell like he had no intention of cleaning me up. He just looked over and made sure that he would not be get yelled at. Yelled, like, I'm like 22, this kid is maybe like 23. He's looking at me. If you don't say anything, I'm not gonna get fired. And I'm sitting there with sauce in my borrowed uncle's jacket, and and I'm like eating the whole meal yeah. <laughs> through that. And no one comes up and checks if I'm okay. They're only making sure like Mark Piero don't find out. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of, and I was so confused about it. like like is this fine dining? Yeah. I <laughs> but I am. It's I, I surely paid. That was my dining. It's just a regime of terror yeah. because of one chef. Yeah. And it was, but it was still amazing. And I, you know, I checked it. Off, and I've had these epiphanies a bunch of like you know, when you have no money and you're a young chef, and anytime you have a little bit of money, mm. all you do is to go to that place and spend all your money, you <laughs> right? Know, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. You might work nine months to have one meal, yeah. Right. And one time I, I, I went to, to France to eat at, um, at Alain because I read that he served vegetarian tasting menu,
3: right?
0: And I was like, whoa. You can have multi-course vegetarian meal. <laughs> I didn't believe it. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, it's, I have to go. So, same jacket <laughs> with a stain, rolling into Monte Carlo by myself, and uh, I had a vegetarian tasting menu at like 20, you know, 23. Mm. Broke again, of course, yeah. but this, it was unbelievable. Like, mm. it opens. It's like hearing Prince for the first time. Like, you hear yeah. like. The wedding band and then you hear Prince like, Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 what is this? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I went for a meal recently with my family and the waiter uh spilt a load of stuff all over my dad. <laughs> uh but uh, Sorry. he spilled it and the waiter immediately I've never seen a waiter react like this before I've seen waiters spill stuff but he all over my dad and then he, he instantly went oh fucking hell look at that <laughs> and, whoa that went all over, holy shit that's all over you <laughs> but what happened to your dad my <laughs> dad was just sat there with stuff on him and then, and, then, and then eventually the guy was like oh do you want me to clear, clear, clear that up But my dad was like yeah if you could just give me a cloth
0: or something that'd be great
3: so he got him the cloth but at the end of the meal the same waiter we were paying for it and uh, the, the waiter went um, but wait a minute I should take that off, yeah. Yes, uh, I, well, we, we actually did get uh, money taken off the bill at the end, and uh, the waiter said, uh, the, the waiter said, said to us at the end, uh, yeah, I've taken that money off for those that those dishes were free. Uh, also, um, I just wondered if you could give me some tips. I've just started on the open mic comedy circuit, and uh, and I was that like,
0: it's ah. brilliant, and so uh, I, I did.
3: <laughs> Given this guy tips, I was like, well, first of all, uh, I know you thought that joke was funny at the start of the meal, but no one else laughed, so you got to work on your own stuff. Yeah, make sure that- Slapstick doesn't really work in the clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go We're just like... That's great. That's
0: brilliant. That's really good. I'm still... Checking out. I'm still thinking about your dad and, yeah, and all this sat stuff. Left. Just sat there. There. Oh, oh, and
2: that would be even funnier yeah. if you'd met his dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. God. Best person for it
2: to happen to.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a very serious man, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially with the joke, jokes on him. He, would, he does not like it. Oh my <laughs> and, God. Uh, that was bad. Did
0: you practice on your on your family when you guys were coming mm, up? Like, nope. was your sister or brothers like? No, no, not right. again. I think, yeah.
3: I think I naturally have my brother and sister's sense of humor. There's sometimes if my brother and sister come to see me yeah. and there's some jokes in the set that have always been in the set, never really got laughs, yeah. and I've been like, but I keep them because I like yeah, them. Yeah, they're great. And, yeah. and then that night, my brother or sister is the only one I hear laughing and I realize yeah, that's, that's why it's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: it is, it's, it's, it's interesting because my, I grew up in a family, I was the youngest, and my, my sister, she was always more talented than me. Like, whatever mm-hmm. it was, right? Even cooking, even to this day. Like, I, I think about food and I have to go through it and motion. My sister can come up with shit, right? right? Like, in a different way. And so, you know, when you try out stuff, you still have the dynamic of older and younger sisters. Yeah. So, so, she's like, she's not a chef, but I try out a dish. She's like, you know, it's okay. But if she's never <laughs> done this, I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything about this dish. But then she actually, if we're at the summer house together, right, like, she does a version of it the next day. I'm like, fuck, it's God, <laughs> that is, she's like naturally gifted. She's like, I don't know what are you going about. You my, dad,
2: my dad will speak to me like he knows more about comedy than, oh, than she- I do. Because I think that's the thing with comedy as well, yeah. is that everyone thinks they're an expert because everyone's made someone laugh in the past.
0: Listen, or, that's cooking. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. everyone thinks they can cook. I'm like, you, you should just eat. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. just, just you should eat. Just I'm,
2: eat. Happy. I'm happy to fill that role. I'll just oh eat. Oh, my yeah. God. My dad will always come to a show and go, yeah, it was a good show, better than last year's. Yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> assuming, and you're a little bit edgier this year, and I enjoyed that. You pushed oh, it. well done.
3: Oh, my God. Ed's
2: dad is, uh, is, is uh, crazy, is that
3: fair enough? Cra- pretty crazy. He, <laughs> he would also be hilarious to, Drop a full tray of stuff on. Oh, I'd love oh to see someone God. drop a full tray of stuff on your dad.
2: Yeah.
3: Your your, your uh, side dish now. We come to your side dish. Nice, nice. Um, now you know I'm quite excited because obviously you've got you've got this like barbecue there, yeah. raw meat there maybe the start is going to be like the bridge between the two of them maybe yeah. like a
0: <laughs> and then there's this guy Fran Adria walks around asking if Robert De Niro is coming yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good scene Robert De Niro
3: is coming you, Who know, only pukes you know who's
0: a- also coming your dad with <laughs> you know with the stuff he's got to bring my, the stuff
3: my dad will be sitting in the splash zone yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's yeah. A, absolutely tidal waves of food Just over a, him for the someone whole someone drops a whole cow on him yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. can oh. I get more
0: of that
3: fucking hell look at that look at that shit you got a whole cow on you mate oh my god uh, yeah he'll be there oh we go Wait, my, my dad rarely gets invited to these dream restaurant oh, go, meals yeah, so this yeah. will be a good one for absolutely. him and I know he likes he likes that bread so like he'd be happy to start with
0: absolutely so no sides I, I would probably just do a lot of the vegetables that is there mm. and yeah. then maybe something like really simple but like a good pasta like a, a good gnocchi or something like mm. that just like because it's it's always comforting to having something like that just like you know, base them on potatoes, maybe some roasted garlic, mm. and then adding in um, good olive oil, some almonds, and just like garlic, and maybe a little bit of kale or greens. Just that's it.
3: Nocky is something that I've like probably only got into in the last like I don't know five years. Mm-hmm. I started eating it, and like so, I really like it. But I'd say I wouldn't know what makes a good one. So like, you
0: can make we can go through it. It's very yeah. like yes, you please. you wanna you wanna roast the potato first. You wanna start there, right? Mm. So they don't get mealy and watery. So you just roast sweet potatoes or potatoes. Just roast them until they're soft. Mm. And you scrape them out. And then you add it. You, don't want, you don't want them heavy. So that comes down to don't use too much flour, right? So this is your potatoes. A little bit of ol- olive oil, a little bit of flour, salt, maybe some nutmeg. You want, same time as you roast uh, the potatoes, maybe you roast two, three pieces of uh, garlic as well. So you just mash that up. That's your gnocchi. Mm. So the, the key thing on something a gnocchi gets heavy is because you have too much flour in it. And so you just want a little bit of flour to bind it, maybe an egg yolk, just to tie it all together. And that's your gnocchi. And then you put a pan of water on, and you just blanch them real quick. You drop them in. Once the water is brought to a boil, you lift them out. And then you just put a hot pan on with olive oil or, or clarified butter. And then you just sear the gnocchi. And then you add in a little bit of butter in the end, salt, pepper, done.
3: Do you know what? I think that description there is going to be our most re-listened to <laughs> section of the entire podcast we've ever done. I think a lot of people are going to re-listen to that. They'll be pausing it and doing that bit. Re- and rewinding it and i want to listen to that again. So to drink now, there's already been a few drinks. Yes, we've got there's some drinks rolling around.
0: Yeah, there's two there's two co- two drinks that we're bringing in, and it is would be um there is a honey wine from Ethiopia called Tej, which is basically looks like orange juice, but it's it's a honey wine, mm-hmm. and it has that super bright yellow, and it's if you're not Ethiopian, it it's it's weird, right? Because it has that fermentation, smells different, mm-hmm. and then but it's super delicious to drink. And because it's so hot in Ethiopia, you're going to get hammered. Right. Because right? yeah. you don't think, like, this is, oh, it's just it's sipping the wine. And yeah, I actually, yeah. I drank, yeah, one of the first things, I was lucky enough to travel with Anthony Bourdain to Ethiopia. Oh, wow. One of the first things I did, we went to this all-honey wine bar. And this is, this is, it's like a poor man's drink, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, imagine you're in a marketplace. And Tony is just so amazing. Like, he, he loved he doesn't want to stay at the hotel. He doesn't want to be at any fancy stuff. So one of my happiest memories with Tony is sitting in a honey wine bar with all these traders and workers and, you know, like just really rough place, right? And he's just sipping down honey wine and, you know, we're getting hammered and we're just having a good time, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah.
3: For you as well with, with meals, So because like, uh, this is probably the first meal we've had. I might be wrong, but where uh, there's a point where it's like, and now we get hammered. Yes. No one else said, has said that so far. Not? I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Because well, this is the thing. Is like for you, does the meals get uh, taste differently? It the experience di- like what? What is it about uh, drunk dining that is more appealing?
0: Well, I think uh, dining a little bit um, uh, version of intoxication just you're outside you're in Ethiopia mm. and there's, there will be dance and there will be Ethiopian dance mm. and if you're not coming from Ethiopia if you're from Ethiopia it's natural there's never a meal without dancing mm. but since I will bring a lot of like you lot your dad is now there right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you will need <laughs> <laughs> to be hammered yeah, yeah. to hang with Ethiopia because yeah. it's all shoulder dancing right it's yeah, all, it's yeah, yeah. your dad stuff. will get stuck into <laughs> that though. yeah he will do yeah. it immediately it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll have here. to shake his shoulders yeah it'll yeah. <laughs> be great
3: chicken bones for exactly yeah
0: So it's a lot of that, and uh, I just think, um, I actually just learned on the way over here, I just learned a new English word. What was the word you're talking about? Pucker. Okay. i never heard that yeah, word Yeah, Jamie Oliver says Yeah, that Yeah, was, but that's you know, what we yeah. talked about yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, pucker It's like, whoa that's <laughs> it. So I'm trying to throw that word in But I don't know how to
3: Yeah, <laughs> <how to> th- <laughs> the only Jamie Oliver uses it And then, uh, the rest of us I think
0: It's like so, an old
2: like it's, It is a, like an old cockney term yeah, right? yeah. But
0: then
3: oh. he, he used that, that was So
0: that how would brand, you say really. So I feel pucker today Or is this dish pucker I this think it's pucker? more like
1: <laughs>
2: Jamie Oliver would use it Like he'd eat something he's cooked And he'd be like Oh yeah, that's pucker
0: yeah. Oh, that's you wouldn't maybe
2: what If someone said, How are you? You wouldn't necessarily go, I'm I I I, pucker. I know. Although, I am an immigrant. I
0: am an immigrant. I can actually do this. Because since you guys are throwing us all out now anyway, I can say yeah. pucker. I can say pucker, right? Yeah, yeah. Not, if yeah.
2: it, not if you're trying to stay. That would be the worst. Oh, thing. my God. If they were coming around going, Are you English? You go, I'm pucker. Yeah. That would be it. I'm feeling pucker. That's
0: it. Would you guys say, This is a pucker show today? or? Yeah, you
3: could the show was pucker yeah yeah, yeah I, I, think, okay. I think Jamie Oliver would show, say the show was pucker I'm yeah. going to say someone's hair looks pucker maybe. Okay. Uh, he, uh, says, he says a lot. A lot. Just say it a lot no, I
0: didn't know the term I was like this is brilliant when you can learn something Yeah, I don't even know,
3: know if Jamie Oliver still says it does he still say pucker Jamie Oliver well, or was I it don't just care. In the I, I,
0: I just picked this word up today thank you yeah. very much yes, yes, I'm going to yes, continue so you've you got uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You to yeah. take the torch with this opium accent I'm saying pucker and I'm throwing it in wherever I want yeah it's like if
3: I come to America and just start saying hella and stuff
0: these tablecloths, by the way, I yeah. know it's a podcast, people are not going to see it, sure. but they're pucker. <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: pucker. These some pucker awesome, tablecloths yeah. that yeah. the great Benito's laid out for yeah. us. It's had a pucker
2: job. So we've got some pucker Ethiopians. Also, yes. I realised
3: that uh, I told a lie there when I said that you're the only one who's like, had Let's get drunk at the meal. Uh, the only other person is was, Tom Kerridge. Who's the, so uh, the other chef. The you know. other chef. So maybe yeah. it's a chef thing. Because he I was also d- telling a lot of stories about chefs going out for meals, yeah, getting hammered yeah. every time and having meals together. And there's yeah. a, know, maybe it comes back to what you were saying earlier about restoring the community. It's like a sense of everyone together. It's yes. like... Being drunk, brings everyone together a bit more yeah
0: you you want it also chef, like you want it to be a little bit of a shit show, right yeah. Cause it's good, it's delicious, like you like you wa you you, think, you imagine you like you go to a good concert, mm-hmm. it's always a fight somewhere, right, otherwise it's yeah. not really a concert like I'm not talking about carnival Hall, I'm talking like. Pit like this, is, yeah. People are gonna have a great time, so mm-hmm. you want a little bit of that. You want kind of your crazy uncle in the corner. I grew up with a drunk uncle, an amazing man, yeah. But he was my drunk uncle, right? <laughs> and he was always in fights, yeah. And my dad and my parents were always like, Don't go with him, so of course, you go with him. <laughs> you realize, like, my, my uncle Tustin was brilliant because he he. he you realize he was the only adult I knew that never was allowed a car, right? But mm-hmm. when you're 11, you're like, oh, he bike, I bike, so yeah. I like my uncle better, right? <laughs> and it's like at four o'clock in the afternoon, he always had a nap, right? And that's when he, I took, he gave us fish to sell, and that's how you picked up your own, your own you know, your little pocket money. Mm-hmm. And he was always, always in semi-fights with people, always arguing about money or, or liquor or something like that. But once he came back from his nap, he forgot everything what he was arguing about. <laughs> he went to the same people and we were biking and I met the whole fishing village through him, right? right. And my mom was always like, oh, is he with Torsten? And she was always so worried, but it was my the best time because you know he's like the talk of the town. He was. It's mm-hmm. just like so you need that when you have a dinner party. Torsten is definitely there, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably arguing with Arsene Wenger, yeah. and uh, Torsten's probably like saying like you know what, screw Robert Nero. I can be. I'm an actor too, or something like that. Because he was in America. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know if your uncle's a lion or not, right? <laughs> like for me, it was a big deal. Like, my uncle had been to America. I didn't know if he'd been there on vacation or he actually lived yeah. there, Like right? The story never finished because he was drunk all the time. But he's like, I know someone that it was a big deal, like someone has yeah. been to the state.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you're like, at 11, at least, I probably spoke more English than him. Yeah. But you never check your uncle no, who of does course. that. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. So you need a little shit show. Yeah, a little yeah, bit of that. it yeah, up. Yeah. So We're
2: getting we're getting a bit drunk. We have got yeah. the honey wine. Yeah. Did you say there was going to be another drink as well?
0: Yeah, it's this. It's this. Um, um, so we now have Swedish aquavit. We have bourbon, and then of course we need um, just a really nice beer, like a it, uh, beer in Ethiopia is called Tella, and it's it's also I love these type of alcohols. where you have no idea, like like when you're in the West, like like. 5.4% alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like in Ethiopia, there's not going to be anyone measuring how much alcohol <laughs> it is. And I love that, yeah, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, because people also don't always, in the countryside, they don't go into the cars. They might have, they still have maybe a pony carriage or, you know, so it doesn't mean anything. Like you can drink as much as you want. Mm-hmm. So I would have Ethiopian tela, like Ethiopian beer. Mm-hmm. And it it, it it's, it's almost like a... It has sort of the feeling of a, a pale ale in a way, but it's more sour, Okay. right? Nice. It's homemade, it's homemade. And you, very often you have to take off, the, skim off the first layer. Right there is some funk, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> a little bit like shoes and mushrooms. Yeah. But once you're we can scrape that. that off the top yes. and flick it onto James's yes. lap. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, and bullseye? He w- oh, fucking hell, look at that! And he, <laughs> you know what yeah, he would say, like, pucker beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pucker uh, <laughs>
3: So here we are, wish it faced. Yes. What's next, James? The, the dessert's coming out.
0: The dessert, you oh, know,
3: which is my favourite course, by the way, it all is. the time. Ed's a starter boy. I like starters. I'm a dessert. Yeah,
0: belly. Like
3: you, have <laughs>
0: skin and bald. like, where do you put all this?
3: I'm not sure. I, 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 I think. I think my actual skin and bones are made of pudding. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> think
0: that's what it is. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I would go, in, in Sweden, going back to the midsummer movie, uh, you know, Sweden we have a dessert called um, princess cake. Right. Right, so this asks all kinds of questions. Was it the princess who made it? Why mm-hmm. is it called? So this is marzipan cake, green marzipan, food colouring, right. like, you know, whipped cream. So the layers, so you have sponge cake, then raspberry strawberry jam, and then you have um, a little bit of cream, and then you you do this dome, and... It's uh, when you're a kid it's delicious right? Yeah. Like, it's so many layers and, and all so this colourful stuff. as well, and colourful right? yeah. and why is it green yeah. and all that shit <laughs> so I would do like princess cake for everyone I think that yeah. would be a lot of fun and it, of course it has to end up with a food fight in the end <laughs> <laughs> you in. You imagine Arsene Wenger throwing princess cake at your dad it's, like, it's just it's <laughs> a shit my show.
3: dad's like by that point yeah. the only one who doesn't give a shit yeah, he's covered <laughs> he's completely covered anyway the food fight starts he's just, he's just absolutely getting yeah. in there getting revenge <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> amazing. You won't
0: care. That that would be a good restaurant. I mean, who makes yeah. the
3: best princess cake? Who in your lifetime? Who who's giving you the best? Is it my the grandma- first one you had? Yeah, my grandmother. My, right. my right.
0: grandma Helga. She was, um, uh, she was a really good cook, but um, it's the way she took time to show me how to do it. Right, mm. and I wouldn't be a chef. I wouldn't be talking to you guys, um, uh, having this incredible tablecloth here. <laughs> if it wouldn't be for my grandmother Helga, <laughs> I wouldn't. Honestly, yeah. she was not one that. Yeah, it, it, This is, like, different, but when I, when I... So I started to travel very young for cooking. So I went to Japan and then to Switzerland and then to France and all that stuff. And I remember back then, like, on Sundays, I called my grandmother. And she first looked like, Mark is calling long distance, hang <laughs> up. I'm like, no, I, I, it's okay. Like Putting my coins in. And I had to explain the food that we did. Like, imagine, like, it's like minute by minute. Like, mm. here are the carrots and the fish looked like this. And that was how we connected. We really, like, talked about, oh, what do you mean they have, like, tuna? Is that the same as mackerel? And it was Mm. purple. And, like, I had to describe everything that we did. And it's raw. Like, how can that be raw? Like, it was like, and that was one of my favorite conversations ever, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And, like, you know, you had, like, at that point, maybe it was Swiss francs so or 20 Swiss francs or whatever. And then it was mm. just erupted. Yeah. And at the same time, you have your grandfather in the back.
1: Hang up, the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <There's> no money! <laughs> <laughs> and there's
0: back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyway. Oh, that's
3: beautiful, man. yeah So, let's read your uh, order back to you, see if you're happy with it, see yeah. how you feel about it. So, water, you would like some still water yeah. to begin with. Um, you would like some injera bread from Ethiopia uh, with some... A variety of dips. Uh, start you with like ceviche, uh, and you got vodka in the ceviche, and. What else were you having
0: in that? We had bourbon at the same time. We got bourbon. Oh, we got bourbon, oh, 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 got bourbon,
3: bourbon around already around. to drink, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maine, you would like... uh What bourbon, by the way? I just
2: want to oh, yeah. nail th- that down. I think, I mean,
0: I think we would actually go a little bit like, it would be a um, bourbon from Kentucky, and then I would actually put peanuts, caramelized peanuts in it. Oh, That's a really mm. cool, like...
2: I'm glad I asked yeah. that question. Yeah. That sounds absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah.
3: In the bourbon, yeah. yeah. Delicious. Uh, your main course, you have Roddy Scott, Man in the Barbecue. Yeah. And then you've got Marco Pierre White uh, cutting up some Ethiopian raw beef yes, for people. Yeah. Uh, screaming at people, of course. <laughs> absolutely screaming at people, uh, smoking away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Side dish, you've got some noki roasted with garlic, almonds, yeah. and kale. Uh, your drinks, you, you have Ethiopian honey wine and some teller. Yeah, from tell Ethiopian, Ethiopian beer. And dessert, your princess cake made by your grandmother. Yeah. Feel good about that. that, that's, a that's, I mean, a that that's a party. That's a party. That's a party.
2: That I think, out of all the menus we've had, that that meal is a full journey as well. It is. He yeah. you know. took us through that. I feel the whole the whole way there. Yeah,
3: I felt. I felt, I felt uh, everyone was uh, sitting sitting in the desert during that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was incredible. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you so much for thanks having so me. It was a coming, lot of fun. You
0: yeah, yeah, see you guys in Shortage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Shortage.
3: Absolutely. A puck time.
0: Yeah, perfect. Learn the word. Learn the word. That's awesome.
2: Marcus Samuelson. Scrum oh, okay. You didn't tell me you were going to say scrum diddlyumptious there. That's how I felt. That's how you felt? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a great meal it, featuring things that I didn't even know were things. Things I didn't know were
3: things, people I didn't know were people. <laughs> it's the best sort of episode. So many people at this big party in the desert. I
2: never would have thought on this podcast we'd have raw raw beef raw beef a chunk of raw beef
3: yeah, and, and like on the opposite end of the spectrum some beef has been or some pork has been cooked for ages yeah oh I love it I
2: it's really fascinating delicious sounding menu thank you very much Marcus and not a coming. cheer seed in sight oh, thank the lord for that because I was enjoying his company so much but yes. if he'd said a chia seed he would have been out that window I would have felt
3: so bad so sorry Marcus I'm really glad that no cheer seeds popped up there
2: Um, If you like the cut of Marcus's jib, his restaurant Red Rooster is open in Shoreditch. uh, And if you like the sound of that, you can go on to redroosterldn.com. Check it out. Uh, You can follow Marcus on Twitter at at MarcusCooks. Um, Ed, can people follow you on Twitter? Oh, they can. At a gamble comedy, mate. What about you? At James Acaster. Yeah, so there you go. you a full to f- fully follow this episode on Twitter, you can now.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, also, uh, if you live in London and you feel like coming to see me do my final performance ever of my Blizzard show, I am doing the Shepherd's Bush Empire on Ooh. December the 20th.
3: Very nice, set. The
2: perfect way to kick off your Christmas holidays. I should cocoa? Uh, what's that mean?
3: Is that, is that, I should
2: say so? Is that what, yeah. Oh, I should, co- I should cocoa very much. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> pop along to the Shebu Amps uh, to come and see yeah. me December 20th. Go on to my website, edgamble.co.uk, for information on tickets.
3: My book's just come out, Perfect Sound Whatever. It's about how 2016 is the greatest year for music of all time. And uh,
2: may I say, I've read it and I loved it. I'm thinking about me in the future now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because James won't send me a... a preview copy Um, if you like this podcast and you haven't subscribed what the hell are you playing at subscribe on wherever you get your pod shops from the pod shop (laughs) go down in the pod shop sling it a review give it five stars lovely stuff thank you so much for listening again say goodbye James goodbye